by Town Fair Tire. Nobody beats Town Fair Tire. Nobody by Shaw's perfecting the art of fresh. By Zudi, build any app your company needs in one week. Visit Zudi.com for details. Also brought to you by McFarlane Energy. Check out their home heating oil incentives at McFarlaneEnergy.com. And Boomer is also brought to you by Northeast Electrical, where pros need pros. And he joins us this morning on the Harbor One Hotline. Hi, Boomer. Hey, good morning, guys. Are you as excited as I am about tonight's game? Can't wait. Can't wait. I believe uh, I believe we currently are the number one seed in the AFC, which uh, is uh, very exciting around these parts. And uh, I was going to ask at the get-go, which is more impressive, the 2001 Patriots after going 5-11 and 11, or this year's team after what happened earlier in this season? Well, I'll tell you what, man. This year's team has grown into be a, a special team, and I think they have a special season going. There's no question about that. And, yes, you are number one in the AFC pending tonight's outcome against the Buffalo Bills. Uh, it's been quite a run, and it's uh, been quite a uh, baptism under fire, if you will, for one Mac Jones. But I think really the defense has uh, set itself apart the last five weeks. I know that – They'll get tested tonight. You know, Josh Allen's a great player. Uh, as Phil Simms said yesterday in the NFL today, he's weather indestructible. That's how big and how strong he is. But his decision-making the last few weeks has not been great. He's turned the ball over. They've turned the ball over. They've looked a little bit uneven on offense and on defense. They haven't been able to stop the run, and they were exploited by two teams that ran the ball really well. One was Tennessee when Derrick Henry was healthy, and the other was the Indianapolis Colts with Jonathan Taylor a couple weeks back in their building. So I would think that's the recipe that you have to use tonight in order to beat uh, the Buffalo Bills and take a little bit of the pressure off of Mac Jones. And tonight will be somewhat of another test for Mac because the elements are not going to be great. It's going to be windy. It's going to be wet. And certainly it's going to be sold out. So watching this kid uh, perform under these conditions will just yet be another testament to uh, how good he really is and how good Josh McDaniels has been for him. Boomer, when you talk about pressure, the first out of two for both the teams, who has more pressure on them to win the first one? Well, for me, it's the home team, and it's probably Josh Allen. You know, Josh was in the conversation for MVP not too long ago, and then the last couple of weeks, it's kind of dissipated a little bit. So I would think he's the guy that, you know, he's in his fourth year. He's the one that signed a big contract this offseason. Uh, he's the one that's had spotty play here or there. Uh, so I, I think, Courtney, he is probably the one under the most pressure. But if I had to look at one of these particular uh, entities on either side of the football, I would say the Buffalo Bills defense uh, because, like I said, they haven't been able to stop the run. And you know exactly what uh, Josh McDaniels going to do. He's going to try to establish the run. They'll probably, in this weather, knowing them, they'll probably come out throwing first, believe it or not. And then it's going to try to run the game, you know, uh, through the backfield. Uh, when all of a sudden, you know, this is going to be a tight game. I, I just think it's going to come down to a turnover or two and who is going to have the better ball security. And I know that that sounds like we hear that every week, but ultimately that is the most important, you know, aspect and, and, uh, and, and you know, specific thing that you look at if you are a player or a coach. So ball security is going to be a premium tonight as it always is. Boomer, I don't know how many locker rooms you've been in before where – 
you could actually say, like, we literally control our own destiny. When you look at New England and the position that they're in, being in that locker room where, you know, they control their own destiny basically week in and week out, how difficult is that to be in that moment where you know that, hey, it's about what we do, and if we take care of business, we ride off into the sunset. If we stumble then there's going to be a lot of things that we're going to need happen for us. You know, in my 14-year career, that's a good question. In my 14-year career, I would say maybe three of those years. <laughs> I could say I controlled my own destiny or we controlled our own destiny. I remember a Monday night game where we needed, I think, New England to beat Miami and uh, Dan Marino on the last Monday night game of the season, and uh, they couldn't do it. And I remember sitting at a restaurant that I owned in Cincinnati on ABC watching this whole thing go down and just how disappointing it was. So there's nothing better, or I would say nothing feels better uh, than knowing that you do control your own destiny. So uh, this this is um, this has been a great season thus far. Twelve games in, uh, the New England Patriots have risen to being one of the better teams in the in the NFL. Due in large part, I do believe to their defense. There's no question about that, and I don't want to minimize what Mac has done because Mac's been great. But man, the, the combination of running the ball, playing solid defense always seeming to have the field position battle won because of your special teams. I mean, it's a team that's really, I mean, coached 1-53, to 53 and, and all the practice squad guys, everybody seems to get it. They're relatively healthy going into this game. Man, so controlling your own destiny, and if you're the New England Patriots right now, you couldn't ask for anything more. Let me guess, the place was called Boomers. Uh, La Boom. Oh. <laughs> that was the nightclub. It was called the waterfront, but the nightclub part of it was called La Boom. Okay. Uh, I've been what? to a La Boom. It was, Courtney, this is 47. You haven't been to La Boom since you were, you know, since, uh, it, it, unless it was 1987, 88, 89. She wasn't born then. Yeah, I know. Yeah, well, someone stole your name because I've been to one in D.C. <laughs> what, was the, uh, what was the cuisine, Boomer? The uh, it was uh, actually a friend of mine. Jeff Ruby's was my... Uh, was my partner, one of my partners, I should say, and he still owns about six or seven restaurants within the Cincinnati, Nashville, Louisville, and Lexington area. Great steakhouses, great seafood and everything else. We just attached a nightclub to this place, and anytime any sort of professional team came into Cincinnati, whether it be play us or the Reds or one of the minor league hockey teams, that place was jumping, man. That was the only place in town. <laughs> did you did you agree with Harbaugh's decision to go for two last night? I do, man, and for two reasons. One, I just love the aggressive nature of it. Uh, you know, the defense of the Pittsburgh Steelers was playing awesome until that last drive. Uh, and two was because I didn't want to get stuck at overtime at CBS. Um, I wanted to get the hell out of there. So uh, I do appreciate it. I love it. I love the fact that, you know, analytics would tell him to do that. Um, you know, I just – we're seeing more and more coaches do that. My my buddy Frank Reich in Indianapolis would have done, I'm sure, the same thing. So more and more coaches are becoming more and more aggressive. And you know who else was uh, ahead of his time in this regard was one Bill Belichick. You know, I've, I've done a lot of his games as a broadcaster when I was in the Monday night booth, and I saw a lot of different things he would do that would be unconventional at the time but now seem to be, you know, an everyday decision for all these coaches. Boomer, I want to ask you about Antonio Brown. Uh, Three-game suspension. Now Bruce Arians is saying his future with the team is up in the air. We've talked a lot on this show about whether or not uh, he and Aaron Rodgers should have had similar uh, disciplinary action taken against them. I don't believe so. I think that what Antonio Brown did was worse than Aaron Rodgers, but that's beside the point. I want to know what you think uh, about the whole thing. Yeah, a completely different set of situations. So Aaron Rodgers did not – 
duped the Green Bay Packers into thinking mm. that he had a vaccine. Mm. I mean, he violated vaccine protocols or non-vaccinated protocols. There's no question about that. That's why the Green Bay Packers uh, basically got hit with a $300,000 fine on top of the fine that was negotiated between the NFLPA and the NFL owners when it came to unvaccinated status. So everybody within the building knew that he was unvaccinated. Whether we knew it on the outside, that's a whole other diff- That's a different story. That's just the game that he's playing with the rest of us. As far as Antonio Brown and, and two of his teammates are concerned, you know, those are fraudulent vaccine cards. Now, the NFL left it up to all the teams to make sure that they knew who was vaccinated and who was unvaccinated. And this is basically duping the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and making Bruce Arians look like an idiot, quite frankly, because he came out at the beginning of the year and said, oh, by the way, all of our players are vaccinated because we're going for the Super Bowl. And it turns out that, you know, <laughs> Alex Guerrero took a picture of this vaccine card and sent it into the Buffalo, I mean, sent it into the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. <laughs> so I, I don't know what the hell's going on down there. But I, I, I remember talking on WFAN probably about three months ago about this whole issue. And this was prior to uh, Antonio Brown's chef coming out and complaining that he owed him $10,000. Um, about, uh, I figured somewhere between 10 and 20% of the players were unvaccinated and carrying fraudulent vaccination cards. And what I found out since that time is that the NFL isn't the one that was basically having their finger on the pulse of the players. It was all the individual uh, um, you know, organizations. And those organizations... You know, some of them are lax. Others are more thorough than uh, maybe the Tampa Bay Buccaneers were. But uh, I would I would be surprised if we see Antonio Brown in a uniform again. I really, I really, I really would be. Because I think if you're Bruce Arians, how many opportunities, how many chances do you have to give a guy before you realize, you know, enough is enough for it? He knew what he was doing. So I, I would think that we may never see him again. And how hard is it really to make Arians look like an idiot? Not not that hard, really. <laughs> well, I, I mean, mean I, you know, you know how I mean it, though. I mean, I mean it in a case of he went out there and was boasting that everybody was vaccinated, which yeah. was great. Well, he also said that Antonio Brown, it was one striking out on, yeah. on Antonio yeah. Brown, and this is the one strike. Well, so. well, and that's why I think, yeah, that's why I think we won't see him again. You know, the other thing, too, guys. Uh, you know, around all of this is think about the statement that the Buccaneers put out when it first was uh, illuminated upon that he possibly had a, a fraudulent vaccine card. And they said, oh, we, we didn't see any irregularities. That's that's the PR spin that they put on it. So he made everybody look like idiots down there. And I wouldn't be surprised, like I said, that we never see him in a Bucks uniform again. Well, that'll be interesting because he's obviously he was one of their dominant players before he got hurt. Boomer, have you ever seen anything like this before being around the NFL for as long as you've been where you're looking at like five or six teams all within basically uh, uh, an arm shot of holding on to a number or getting a number one seed? You talk about the Kansas City Chiefs have turned things around. Even though Baltimore lost, they're still right, right in the mix. The Buffalo Bills. I mean, I, I feel like I've never seen this before where there's so many teams that are all fighting and basically an arm shot each other uh, for a number one seed. Yeah, it's crazy. You know, all the division leaders are, are like right there. They all have four losses in the Buffalo Bills right now. You know, they're they're at the, the fifth spot and they have four losses. You know, they played one less game. Uh, and that's why tonight's game for them, at least at home, is so vital and so important. And I would imagine this week's a this week of practice at Buffalo was probably the same type of week of practice that the Pittsburgh Steelers had, 
Like they knew that they had the division leader coming into their building. It, it's an intense rivalry as it is. And Pittsburgh had to rise up and somehow beat Baltimore. And I, I could say that Baltimore outplayed them. I felt like Baltimore outplayed them. It's just that they didn't get the breaks when they needed them, especially late in the game. It's the same thing for the Buffalo Bills tonight. You know, they have to win this football game. And they got they got to do everything they possibly can. And this is where I wonder about a young quarterback, you know, a coach that's feeling the pressure. You know, they can't make the mistakes that they have made over the last four or five weeks. If they do that, New England will crush them tonight. But if Josh Allen can come out and play the, the way that I know he can play, um, especially given the weather tonight with the 25-mile-an-hour winds and the rain and everything else up there, uh, you know, he needs to have a monster game. He just cannot turn the football over because that's where New England pounces on you. All right, who do you like tonight, Boomer? I do like New England. I think it's going to be a close game. I think it's going to be in the mid-20s. I do like New England to prevail 27-24. to 24. You know, and here, here's the thing. I looked at a stat that was crazy. Since the year 2000, the season of 2000 until now, New England has a plus 221 uh, turnover uh, differential. Think about that for a second. I think the next closest team was the Baltimore Ravens is a, at a plus 98. So if <laughs> wow. you really want to find the hidden statistic that tells you the truth about the New England Patriots and the way that they've been coached under Bill Belichick, that's the one right there. We will talk to you next week. Thanks, Boomer. All right, sounds good. Enjoy the game, guys. See ya.